you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up, everybody? This is Spice Adams, and you're listening to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. Yeah, baby! Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. It's been a minute, but we back. I'm Peanut, and I got my uncle with me as always, Mr. Roman Harper. What's up? What's happening? You good? I was not ready for the drum roll or whatever you call that at the beginning. Is that, uh, the, that's not the normal introduction, <laughs> it, it, right? That's, it, not how, that's not how it actually works. I right? will not say your name because I don't want to give away who our guest is, but just know that it's a different opening Every single time we okay. come on here, it, it's it's. Uh, I never know what's going to happen. What comes out of this guy's mouth, I Random. don't know as well. All right, before we get all that, this you know, I want to thank all of our listeners for always tuning in. Uh, could you give us a five star rating wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio? Please give us a listen, a follow, subscribe. Let's continue to push it on forward. Peanut, who is our guest today? Today we got an oldie but a goodie. This gentleman played seven years for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was drafted in the second round by Lovey Smith, one of my former coaches. He's a Super Bowl winning champion. He's an all pro guard. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ali Marpet. What's going on, boss? I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank Hold you. on. All right, now, all right, before you even go into it, Ali, we got to address the elephant in the room. All right, you were a second round pick. Yeah. By ten play bucks yeah. from a Division three yes school yeah, yeah. that means you Hobart, must have been William Smith Marion <laughs> Harden <laughs> Baylor I can't even pronounce it they got like eight names you got like three different D three programs right there wrapped yeah. into one yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so I uh, D three player uh, so I'm hyping myself up here I like to do it you should my, yeah introduction mm. I'm proud of it now so I was the highest I played drafted, with D two guys never D three I was the highest drafted Division three player in NFL history so yeah. oh, that's I, okay I, that's dope you definitely got that up lovely the, the small <laughs> yeah. school guys you gotta you gotta have yeah, I'm exactly. a small school guy so, yeah <laughs> so I read though that you were the offensive player of the year. As a lineman, yeah, I've, so never, I, again, I've never heard of that. Other things I feel proud of. Yeah, so I was co-offense. I don't know if I that, like, that How does that work? another quarterback. But, yeah, so I was a co-offensive player of the conference. I was – Did you I have was, any touchdowns? No, no touchdowns or anything <laughs> like that. So no real stats. But I'm telling you, I was better – let's put it politely. I was better than my competition pretty significantly okay. enough to uh, to garner that uh, honor. But, yeah, so I, 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what football is. Like, you just, like – Dominate, dude. Right. Dominate, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then when you get to the NFL, it's like, oh, no, this is a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are getting paid, too. You, how much do you so, think you would have dominated at a D3 school? <laughs> Nowhere near as much as that. I'm just saying, like, so I, I played with a guy, Jari Evans, who went yeah. to Bloomsburg yeah. University. It was a D2, That's right? right? And so I was like, how do you get drafted from a D2 school? And he went, like, fourth round. Yeah. You being second round is like, that's, that's like impressive. being first round. Of any, if you went to D1, you're going first round. But he went to small school, so everybody's like, they're going to question. But second round is just like going first round from where you are. And he was like, the only way you get drafted from a small school is literally you have to destroy people. Yeah. As an offensive yeah, yeah. lineman, you're, like, you're carrying them out of bounds. You're body slamming somebody every play. You're like, you just jump off the tape. You're like, I don't know. The film's kind of grainy. I don't know where they're playing at. But <laughs> this kid is just dominating, kicking ass. Everybody. 
I mean, that's the, I've, that is kind of. <laughs> I, mean, I got a little bit hyping myself up here, but a little bit. That's how it has to play out. And then also, like for me, like it takes a GM, like or a coach, yeah. Yeah. to like to take their shot. Like, yeah, that's who's true. gonna take the shot on the? It's so much easier to pick the Alabama or the the yeah the SEC or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, it does take it like to kind of put it out on the line and be like, I trust my uh, ability, yeah. scouts, mm -hmm. my ability to evaluate talent, which is like a really hard thing to do yeah. for those smaller school guys. It is. So how was it when you went to the Senior Bowl? Yeah, so that was kind of my... Was that like an eye-opening experience? Like, damn, okay, I'm not really destroying people? or I'm... Well, so I did, actually did okay at the Senior Bowl, too, okay. and that was like a surprise for me. So like my first rep, one-on-ones, mm -hmm. uh, -on like the, that's the yeah, big thing. Yeah. For that me. is, oh, yeah, yeah. on so, Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah. So like they, they say the game doesn't really matter. It's just really one-on-ones it's practice true. that matters. Anyway, so my, my I'm like <laughs> I'm getting all fired up. Uh, it's ex exciting for me. My first rep, I'm at left tackle against uh, Nate Orchard, who was the uh, D1 uh, sack leader that year at Utah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And um, and so I'm like, well, I'm about to get found out. Like they're gonna about about to realize that I don't belong here. Like, like uh, what am I doing against a sack leader? Uh, first rep, and I ended up winning it. And I was like, all right, maybe I do belong. And then slowly throughout the course of the week, I was like, oh wait, I can actually do this, and I can mm. do it at a high level. So there's a couple moments where I was like kind of surprising myself yeah. along yeah. the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, yeah, you for got sure. that real competition. I mean, you just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, so I, I can play can here. And I, I, I realized, they realized that I shouldn't be playing left tackle. I think right, was, right. I was, was another thing. I was <laughs> gonna, I was going to say like, so you play tackle in college yeah, yeah. and then you transition to guard because yeah yeah even at the senior ball I was playing next to uh Trent Brown who's uh a tackle and I do it six eight yeah you know, Trent three, yeah, seven, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And had a terrible pro day <laughs> terrible yeah. uh combine yeah bro. yeah exactly <laughs> great player great dude and great player <laughs> but I was I was playing left tackle and I'm six four right three oh seven or whatever they got this left guard next to me who's uh six seven whatever he is three seventy or something like Dang. maybe maybe we should switch those guys <laughs> yeah. you'll play left uh, guard uh tackle you play left guard so that was a, a switch room so yeah. you were at your heaviest weight. You were three oh seven. What was that process like to get, go through and eat the calories? I mean, you weren't naturally big. I, I think I read somewhere where you were like two eighty, two ninety, three hundred, and you just kept putting those calories on and on. Like, yeah, I mean, that, you was that see, hard? Yeah, you can see where I'm at right now. I mean, yeah. like, uh, I've, I've lost actually, so yeah, they yeah, so I'm down seventy five pounds or whatever like that. So I've, I'm at my weight where I feel like I should be sitting at. Um, but yes, it was hard. Like when people tell me they they can't gain weight, like young athletes, when I talk to them, like oh, I can't, like you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to put on weight, like I can't gain weight. I'm like, sit, like, eat with me for a day. Like I guarantee you, you're going to gain weight. Like I had my alarm set to eat food. Like you, you, I'm sure you've heard the story. You know the guys in the locker room that yeah. like need to like like it's the job is to eat, right? Mm. And that was that was my mentality around food. And so now what I've done since I stopped playing is that I still had that mentality around food. I just had to sort of, like the awareness around food has now changed. I just flipped that switch, mm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. I've always, I still have that same awareness around food. I just now need to change what that, that goal is for me. Does that make sense? So do yeah, you yeah, eat yeah. less or do you eat differently? I just eat less. I, I last night I had went. To, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys been here, but uh, you're, you're, who's, you're Chicago based. Or? I'm a Chicago yeah. guy. Yeah. So Osha Ball, there's an Osha Ball yeah, yeah, burger yeah, yeah. place here in New Are York. Are you serious? So let, there last night. I'm still eating <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I'm just, I just gotta eat less. With the egg on top with egg, the, with egg the, and the, the bacon. bacon. Yeah. Dude, fantastic. Yeah. They're one of the best burgers. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, we we gotta go to Osha Ball yeah. and get you a burger. I have no idea. We're gonna love it. Oh my god. Okay. It's the, one of the best burgers in Chicago. All right, shout out to Ashaval. Uh, uh, shout out to Ashaval too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love yeah. So, yeah, love that burger spot. Yeah. So yeah, I just eat, have to eat less of it. But again, the intentionality around food yeah. is not something I can just like you know forget. So that's that's ingrained in me from all those years of gaining to be you know lineman. So. You look like a tight end right now. I agree. You, I, that's you the first in, thing you said. I, it's like damn, you look like a tight end. Looks just like a tight end. Yeah. I don't know if I got the hands for it. But. <laughs> so you were, you were co MVP in college. Yeah, yeah. Not you, can, you can do it. Wait, actually, <laughs> we're hyping you up now. You yes. should come back as a tight end. You can go so, to tight end university to be with Greg Olson and yeah, them. Maybe. Do some stuff. No. So actually, one of my workouts for the, for the um, in my senior year. I was with the Bills and the OC tight ends coach and a line coach came to Hobart. So it was, I don't know, two hour drive or whatever. So they all came out to the, <clears> the school and I did five minutes of O-line position work and then I did 30 minutes of tight end stuff. I was like, 
about to play tight end. <laughs> like, this, this is be about to be cool. Like I'm gonna have a whole different uh, experience around football. Like I'm gonna get my name called and stuff like that and score touchdowns, but that didn't end up happening. What I want to ask is, I've, when I retired, I, I built a boat. I built a rowboat and I rowed across Lake Michigan. It's fantastic. It took me 20, 25, 26 hours, nonstop, straight. We built a boat, my buddy of mine, Jake. We built a boat, a rowboat from scratch. And that was kind of a, you know what, I still got it in my tank to do something competitive or yeah. anything like that. So you retired after seven seasons. You retired fairly young. Yeah. And you lost 75 pounds. Right. And you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Guess, yeah, yeah I, I, I hope I said that right. You, you, you did, did it. it. Yeah, you got it. Do you think you could have climbed that mountain at your playing weight? It's a good question. Uh I would like to think that I could have, yeah. but so I was inspired by a teammate of mine. Uh, mm -hmm. So Bo Allen, who was mm. he was three, he was a D tackle. He did it at three twenty probably oh, at wow. the time. So I would like to think that if he did it, I could do it. Yeah. And then also uh, the same trip, Haloti Nada. Yeah, announced, yeah, yeah. He announced his retirement up there. I remember and, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't know you were on I, that trip. Okay. No, yeah. so I I did it a couple years later. Oh, a couple years. Okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, that, that's but, them two who did it. Yeah, but. Um, not to i heard stories about they need a little assistance not both sure, but yeah. you're 330 you know sometimes yeah. you need a little help carrying some so i like to think that i could do it um i think yeah i could get it i could get it done if now is it a <laughs> is it a walk or is it like like a legit climb no, no, no. one of the reasons it's so popular is because it's not like a technical climb like it's just like you just need you're on your feet for hours so you guys can, anyone can like get it done yeah it's just it's just kind of a grind <laughs> how, how, and how long did it take you so it's six days in and out but uh it's like five days in and like the summit night that's the hardest the rest of the time you're just walking it's define casual. summit night what is that so <laughs> at like midnight um you obviously you, you start your, your start your climb okay and you're uh hiking um pitch black with your headlamps yeah, yeah. Uh, uh at like you know seventeen thousand feet or something like that and just one foot at a time incredibly slowly just like inching away up until you get to at sunrise at six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning when uh and that's when you reach the summit that's kind of that's kind of what you do it's it's a freaking grind it was one of the hardest things i had to do like that really? part the good and getting up there to this that 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 peak uh summit night totally totally manageable air super thin hard yeah, to breathe dude like I was struggling. Really? Okay. Yeah, so what was it. the training before you get there? Like, did you train at all? Or you just showed up? No, no, they, 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 you seem like a guy, Ali, that likes to prepare. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you you well, come off as that guy. Appreciate it. And so I, I, I'm friends with a, a guy that does a lot of these yeah. mountain climbs now. He's really gotten into it. He has his own uh, oxygen machine. Should do He's like, like high deprivation. He watches yeah. TV for an hour every day yeah. and just... At low oxygen levels, uh, just to like prepare and do yeah. all these things, the shoes, the yeah. gear. What all did you have? What did you not have? What would you suggest D anybody uh, else do dude. to do this again? <laughs> so I like to prepare. However, this trip kind of came last minute. Okay. So like three weeks before the trip, they're like, "Hey, someone dropped out. You want to come?" I was like, "Bet." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I ended up doing was buying all the <laughs> the gear and like walking around Central Park. Cause like that's like what else are you gonna do to train besides being on your feet? Like right. that's what they recommend. So I had three weeks where I'm just walking around with my dog around Central Park trying to break in shoes that can work for it. Uh, and then when I get there, I realize you're supposed to have like medicine medicine that helps like your brain from swelling from like altitude. Really? I didn't have that. So like I'm scrounging like trying to get from other people whatever leftovers they have. Okay. So like I ended up it ended up working out, but I'm taking like a quarter of the dosage that they recommend. Uh, so like it, normally I like to prepare this trip was like a last, last minute, minute like uh, yeah yeah I wouldn't recommend that part of it <laughs> okay <laughs> I right. recommend training for it and walking yeah. around but yeah the whole last minute I didn't know brain swell either I didn't either you that's something new. I've never just, heard that did anybody know that no the brain swell I, as you get a, you're not supposed to uh, just you're not supposed to you're tell not, people that not, you're, you're, right yeah. I got yeah because everybody in this room behind be the cameras is all like nah I ain't know that ain't don't, no, don't just, like nah I ain't your body know that. like isn't supposed to be at that elevation like it's just your body's just not fun your organs aren't functioning properly I was like, gonna say let's climb a mountain but you say <laughs> my brain is swelling so I'm good no I we're not gonna do that is I'm Nope. It's cold. I'm straight. Yeah. Like it, I have adventures in my life, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah. Straight. 
but so, I'm glad you did that. It's fun. It's cool. It and was really not, good. It's not for everybody, but that's it, cool too. But it was with honestly, I just want to plug it. It was with a great organization. So it yeah. was with Chris Long's foundation, uh, Water Boys. Uh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So I was you, supposed to do it one year, and I couldn't. Well, it's I not got, too late. I got tapped out. It's not too late. Hey, if you're listening, holler at me, Water Boys. <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. All right. Make it happen. I'm, I'm, they're I'm they're finalizing the list for next year. Finalizing the list for next year is dope. So, one of the reasons you got out, since we're you know talking about brain swelling and everything, you played seven years. I mean, you had just won a Super Bowl, All Pro, like finna come into like a large sum of cash. Mm-hmm. And for you, you said, "Nah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm done." You just walked away. Yeah. Why was that? How how hard was it that decision for you to get to? I mean, I think for most players and for myself, it's the hardest decision I've ever had to make. I mean, it's it's uh, so for me, uh, I think I've always sort of valued my health. Right, there are certain things that I I value in my life, and health is paramount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so if I'm going to live authentically within my own values, right, I couldn't continue to put my body uh, uh, in that. You know difficult place week in week out so like that's kind of was my framework was like if i'm truly going to be honest with myself and i'm going to be like uh living within my health value i can't keep playing football and and there's a there's uh for me um obviously there's there's money on the table right and that's hard to walk away from but at a certain point i think you have to be honest with yourself and say like what what sort of changes really is this going to make for me i think there uh, for me it was really important to have um uh, um, satisfied kind of with where I was at you know yeah. like mm-hmm. like the truth is more it can be better but the for me it felt like I had reached a point where I could do the things that I wanted to do I could travel I could climb Kilimanjaro I could do the things that I wanted to and still having my health and that was really important to me does mm. that make sense it no, does no. it does yeah. I, it, 100%. So I want to put this in perspective too though because it's not just a little bit of money. It was two years, twenty million dollars you right. left out there. I mean, so significant that's, amount of cash. So that's you you checked a lot of boxes, yeah. and so at that point, because I want like for me, I'm like, did that decision, did it already start to happen like early in that year, or was it like starting year seven? Like, man, I'm just tired. Sure. Because before retirement, we all kind of know yeah. or we sense something's changing in us all, right? Before we make that switch, and I'm I'm just saying, and I'm wondering. For you, Ali, was it was it those thoughts already in your mind, or was it man? I won and I've got to the top of the mountain. I'm good. Yeah. Now I can. Yeah. Let go. So I so actually my la- so my last game was uh, actually Pro Bowl last the Pro Bowl out in Vegas. So that was my yeah. last uh, game, which was kind of a cool way to end it for me. Yeah. Um, but yes, <clears throat> I think actually I know it sounds it might sound silly, but like I think I started my football career with the end in mind a little bit. Okay. I think like we all know, right, it's not it's it's not forever. Right, exactly. And it's I like think a Pulp Fiction film. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Starting at the end. <laughs> so I think I think for me, also coming from the D three school, right? So like anything was just like it felt like I was playing with house money. Yeah. Right. So like I didn't think that I was gonna have the career that I did. Mm. So I kind of always identified and expected that my career was not I mean gonna be shorter. So mm-hmm. I kinda always had that framework of um, what life after football is going to be. So it was just like a bonus for you to make it to the league. Like, I made it to the league, all right, cool, but it wasn't really in my – I didn't see myself playing, but now that I'm here, yeah, I'll do it for a couple years, and then, all right, now I'm going to go do something else. That's kind of how it felt for me. So, like, I wish I was the kind of guy that, like, circled, like, and, and, like, I'm going to play in the NFL when I'm five years old. Like, that was that That was me. Yeah, so, like, I love that. I respect the heck out of that. That was me. All yeah, day long. Yeah, I wish I could like like that. And I work, that, I work toward I, that. Like, I no, this you. is what I want to do. Like, yeah. I have that mentality. And nope, I'm gonna get drafted. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna like I had. I wrote out goals, and you know, I wrote. I had a a chalkboard that I I legit wrote my goals. Right. Like, I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna go to this pro day. I'm gonna do this, this, Dude, this, and that. And really it big. and it played out every way I I scripted my life, and it played out exactly the way I wanted. And I think for me, it was harder to walk away from the game because I had wanted it for so long mm-hmm. and so bad. Yeah. So I respect the fact that you could say, yeah, I'm good. Whereas me, I, I didn't I didn't have that luxury. I didn't have that opportunity to be like, yeah, I can walk away. So first of all, you seem like a, 
um, a disaster prepper, right? Like, like I'm, I'm preparing for the worst all the time because when I get here, I'm like, dude, any at any time I could be gone. Sure. Which it actually turned out to be a benefit for you. Yeah. And so, as you make, because I, I still want to know, like, when did you decide? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it after Super Bowl? Was it at Pro Bowl? Was it during this? I, I want to know yeah. when you decided, like, you know what, this is probably going to be it. Yep. Because I'm sure they didn't know that until. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so I, I definitely don't think I was ever going to be uh, the guy that played 10, 12 years. That wasn't going to be. I, after my first training camp, I realized that. It's like in college, I'm like. It was hard. I was like, training camp. Uh, yeah, like, for y'all well, listening, not, training camp was yeah, hard. It's real. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm doing this 10 more times, 12 more times. It's not the easy <laughs> training camp. And I that know. Was still hard. Like, I know. I was, yeah, I'm yeah, three training yeah, camp. They didn't have two like a days. Two days. So. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I'm I the old three. I'm the old three. And I was like, this stuff is hard. Like I don't know if it I was. and I, I'm the guy that can run all. I was like, yo, I don't know if I could do this. I called my dad and my I was like, and it's was real. like, dad, this is like, <laughs> I don't know, this is what I want to do. And he was like, Roman, I want you to look at that check that you got, <laughs> all right? And and you've been working for this your whole life. Yeah. This is like what you wanted. Shut up. And just pops. see what you really yeah. want to do. And I was like, you're right. I'm yeah, gonna get back out there. Yeah, I'm gonna get back to out there. That. Do they but, make linemen go like? What were your reps it? like? Do you do all the reps with like scout team, first team, second team, third team? Do you have to do there's it with like special no, teams? There's no tap or special teams where you do any oh or something God. like that. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, tapping anyone else in. Like that's the thing about playing line. Like you're getting all the reps, yeah. Especially as a young guy, and also that was always my mentality too. Even like as a, whatever year six or seven, where maybe I could have cut back on some. Like I was always the guy that was going to try and get everything that I could. Yeah, and I think that may have possibly contributed to the fact that I sort of burnt out a little bit mm-hmm. from doing it. But, um, yeah, that was always my mentality. But as far as your question, as far as, like, when did I know? Like, mm-hmm. when was that moment? I don't – the truth is I don't know if there was really, like, a definitive moment. I mean, I will say, like, my rookie year, I yeah. knew that, like, if I had saved up X, right, if I – another indicator for me is, like, I saw some older guys, like, if I'm taking – you know, like a, a Celebrex or like a anti-inflammatory, oh, yeah. like every every day, if just to get through. If just to get through, yeah. that's an indicator that I should probably uh, yeah. not be doing this. So that yeah. was another indicator for me. Oh, so there's a, there's true. a lot of things that like kind of contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so there's I one. Like that. There's I was just so addicted to the game, <laughs> like I just loved it. But then again, but you're a lineman, so you guys are every it's, play. It's different. I, I was not like different. that corner safety. Like I Mm-mm. I just. I just ran more. Like, right. I wasn't a if, banger like, dude, like you guys. If it was running, like I, f- I think like to think that it would be different. But again, yeah. there's no like getting away from it's like the just the. Uh, For saying, sure, yeah. That's part of it. I've so, heard a lot of linemen talk about that. Like, so tell me this part. Yeah. Um, how did your family take this? Yeah. Your friends, family. Did you get all positives when you like? You know what? This is like it's time. Because it's what not Mama just say. you. Yeah, because when you retire, we yeah. all retire. Right. Like everybody's yeah, life right. changes because right. everybody celebrates when you win. We all kind of are down when you lose. Right. You, you are the heartbeat of a whole family when you go to the NFL. I don't think everybody understands that. Right. Yeah. So how did how was their reactions? How's, how did that play on your heart as well? Yeah. Uh, so to your point, my mom and I always kind of joked. Like I was obviously a big dude, so so big that I would have like right, gravitational pull. Like that's what football does, right? Yeah. It brings everybody in. It does. And so my family would always congregate after games. So you're right. There's there's not just you. It's everybody. Right? <laughs> everybody. That's part of it. So I think even for like uh, other people in my family, like just navigating what the fall looks like this past fall. <laughs> like all right, what do we do without football? Like so it wasn't just me. But you're yeah. right. Uh, but everybody was incredibly supportive. I think that was oh, that was that's helpful. Really good. So mom was like whatever you want to do like we totally awesome. unconditional so like that's that awesome. i had uh, fortunately i had a support system around me mm-hmm. that like got it and uh that helped with the decision so so you being so young like yeah what are you 29 20, i'm 30 30 so, okay yeah. Yeah, you just turned the big 3 yeah right. april yeah. right yeah. <laughs> you, you guys do you, your research come on man look at you it's called research it's called uh preparation it's like yeah. uh watching game film a little bit yeah. of stalking we got, yeah. we got good coaches too <laughs> yeah i'm sure we, we got good it. coaches too. Yeah. good team damn good team but what'd you do like 30 is a big one you know 30 40 50 yeah. you got to do something big like what would what, you do for the big three oh, uh, i'm low-key so like uh, i love one i love food i love you know people around me so <laughs> i had people at the house got a sushi chef pretty much like all you can eat sushi and just hung out there what's your uh, favorite role sushi role oh interesting 
I've never, I don't think I've ever asked, been asked that question. Uh, just I'd go tuna, salmon, avocado, something like that. Yeah. Something simple. Okay. That would be my go-to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I'm a big, huge food guy. So you can tell Oshibal, sushi, that's me. Yeah. So, so. What, what is your favorite type of food then out of, you know? That was just, I'm going Japanese, sushi. So have you ever been to Japan? No, I need to. So I have done a fair amount of traveling. So yeah. like, since I retired, that we were going, yeah, yeah that, I, that's I, on the doing, list. Go ahead, on the list. Just throw it out there. Dude. Uh, yeah, doing we're doing the show. So let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk travel. Let's talk travel. Let's talk travel. Uh, so actually, my my uh, fiance and I, when we first sat down on our first date, we were like, the three places you want to go, right? So we both had Hawaii, Greece, and Italy, right? Those mm. were those are like good places. Our, We've Bucket been list. There together. You guys have, been there? Yeah. yeah. Which one? All three? All three. <laughs> to get all three, three together? No, no, not all. <laughs> we didn't go to Hawaii two, together, two but to we've, been, we've been to Greece together. together. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. We did, did not hold hands. Yeah, we definitely did not hold hands. That's a romantic trip, man. That, yeah. <laughs> was, did not hold hands with this guy. Um, no. <laughs> Can't but, hold hands with your pastor over here. No, but so those are the first three trips that we took when I retired. It's like, all right, we have I had so bucket list type trip trips. So we did those three. Since then, we done uh, we did Thailand. I did India with my dad. Uh-huh, did Kilimanjaro. Right. We talked about yeah. London and Paris. We're going to Spain next month. So like Sunday, all those yeah, types of yeah. things, like the things that I felt like I couldn't do when I played. Right when I played, yeah. I felt like I had to train nonstop. Yeah, like, the gyms in Europe. Like that's not, that ain't, that's not cutting it. Right. <laughs> they don't fit you. They don't fit me. <laughs> the <laughs> free weights go up to forty five pounds. That's yeah, not, yeah. I'm not training over there. So um, I put all that stuff off, and now I'm able to to do that, which is. A blast. I, I love traveling. I, I think it's a. I think you learn so much more uh, seeing other cultures, other people, definitely what, how they live life and things like that. I, I'm not naturally somebody that loves to travel, but being married to one. Uh, it it opens it up. And we then forced also them have, to go. Yeah, they did. We, force yeah, me. Yeah, they did. To go to Italy and Greece. That was yeah. really hard for you. They actually. We went did. to Athens. We we met you in Athens. Yep, met in we, Athens. We met in Athens, then and got on a boat yep. and went to. We were in Greece, Athens, and Italy. Or no, Greece, uh, Croatia, Croatia, and uh, Italy. It was great. I do want to go to Japan, though. I think Japan's got to be uh, – that's one of my bucket list places. And the reason why I want to go to Japan so much, number one, is how techy and advanced it is. Sure. Yeah. But it's also the mindset that the Japanese people have. Is I that, respect their culture. Uh, yeah, I do I respect their culture. And just like it's one of the few nations that have never been colonized. Right. Like they've always had to depend on themselves to to always make it right. that's like their thing is that so they look always want you. to be look at you look at the big brain on Roman. it's very forward thinking they all hey look you know me guys so this is like uh, for me I just want to be around that because I, I want to see it I just watched The Last Samurai come in here too with, with Tom Cruise and they were talking about the the whole Japanese custom and samurai and this and so yeah it, it really made me want to go check out Japan a little bit All so right, we'll, do, we'll do a trip take the take the show on the road and we, we'll do let's go to Japan Thomas <laughs> Melissa let's go <laughs> we can we can definitely do this get All the right. show in Japan perfect we can definitely do this and we'll be right back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right. So now let's talk about some traveling. We'll get sure. back to that as well. Yeah. But this new journey you're on, yeah. education. Yeah. You talked about why you're here. Yeah. Um, you're staying in the uh, the New York area yeah. this last year and a half. Yeah. Learning. Now you were a economics major in college, mm-hmm. but now you're – you're trying to be a psychologist. That's right. Like, I understand the body, the health, the whole total wellness thing. Yeah. This is your package. Right. Allie, please let the people know. Share with us yeah. why you're on this journey. Yeah, I think um, 
a big part, like when I, I said I, was, I started with the end in mind, for me, I always might talk about the values, right? So health being a value, another value of mine, like being of service to others, which I think you guys can mm -hmm. both relate to, right? So for me, uh, I was trying to navigate ways in which I can be of service to my community, right? In a way that felt um, satisfying and interesting to me. Yeah. And that's kind of how I landed on psychology. Because like, I think we, as players, there's so much that goes pours into the mental side of the game, right? For sure. Mm -hmm. So I was always interested in that, right? That was my, that's my interest, those are my passions. And I'm sort of merging that with the value of being of service to others, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so that's kind of the mission that I'm on right now, and it's a long process, right? So in, in the fall, I'll be starting um, a doctorate in psychology. So it's a five-year degree, right? Mm -hmm. So like I've got, a, this is a long time horizon here. Yeah. But again, I'm learning about things that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. and at the end of it, I hope to be able to help people in some capacity, which is, I think, uh, something that uh, fuels uh, really important to me so i think th so that's kind of where if, if that makes sense is no it, yeah. it, it, do you know where you would want to specialize yeah. in more or, or as you continue to learn like yeah. you're using this as a runway to now figure that out yeah. you just know this is the pathway to it yeah so i don't the truth is i don't know specifically what population yeah. i want to work okay, with good. but i will say the full spectrum of mental health is incredibly interesting to me so i think that there are people like there yeah you're probably familiar with like sports psychologists right mm -hmm. that sort of work on the, the visualization visualization techniques and how to improve performance and there's also with uh, people that work with you know with you know higher needs populations mm -hmm. and i think all of that all of that is interesting to me mm -hmm. and so i as i continue my education i'm going to try and dip my toe in a, double, a couple different areas and see what really resonates. So I don't really know. I do know the full spectrum of mental health, though, performance, yeah. and higher needs are, uh, are uh, seem at least intellectually stimulating. So, so like, I'm very stimulated by this, too, because I, I watched, uh, I've gotten into a lot more tennis, Peanut. I know you don't know that, but I've gotten into a lot a more tennis. There was a whole conversation about and so, tennis before you got here. <laughs> Breakpoint, was that? Is that yes, okay. so that yeah. got me into it. And I just didn't realize how many of these great tennis players, like, they are the world's best. Yeah. And mentally, they're all, like, they got cracks all in the, cracks everywhere because they lose way more than they win overall. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like you're losing matches, and when you lose one match, you're out, out of the tournament, you're yeah. done. But so every tournament that you don't win, you're trying to figure out why. And these players are the best of the best, and they always have somebody right there on their side the whole time, like yeah. telling them, "Hey, you're great. Hey, you're you're good." That's what and your like, Asians for. Yeah, but this <laughs> is like, do you have that when you play golf? No, I don't. Well, now you got to watch full swing because that's. The I, other I, saw, yeah, okay. I like full swing too. Right, I tell you good all the Wait, time. So I'll be calling you to get golf. How, so how do you th how do you think you guys would do in an individual sport? Like if that, like you're a you're the guy tennis whatever the sport is. I like think this is, your, a total, this is a great. How would you? How would you guys do? This is a great do? question. I am going. Thomas, can I curse? I can't curse. I'm crush it. I love that's, that mentality. Just, yeah. I'm gonna suck at first, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be terrible at first, but the way I think and how I train, I'm going to obsess over it, and I'm going to work, work, work until I get whatever it is that I'm trying to fix or get better on. Uh, if you want to call it the Mamba men Mamba mentality, sure. yeah, that that's what I would do. I'm actually currently I'm trying. We need to play pickleball because <laughs> I am going to crush it at pickleball. You, I will, you haven't played, but you just know you're going to crush it. I played pickleball, uh. and it's so slow. It's yeah, a, it, it's the sport that you don't have to be an athlete. You and, don't and have I, to be and an I'm, athlete. And I'm saying I would crush yeah. it, but that's just my. That's how I think. Like I think as a guy, men like we size each other up. Like well, one of the it's first things natural. you said. Oh, oh, okay. You look like a. You look like a tight end. <laughs> now he's sizing you up in a positive <laughs> way. But naturally, yeah, that's we like feel positive. This yeah. is what we do, though. It's right. just like, oh yeah, I, could, nah, I can't take him. He kind of big, or like we're, we're right. sizing sizing each other up. We're Type A personalities. So for me, anything that I do that I, I try to, yeah, anything that I try to do, I'm I have the mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna kill it. I think I think the big watching those documentaries, the biggest thing was like in times of failure, right? Yeah. So who do you have around you? Yeah. Because like, and who you have to be the one to sort of pull yourself out of it. For sure. So like, how did you do? Like, I, I'm sure. I mean, you. I'm sure you lost in some capacity. I have a guy. 
You got a guy. I have I have my guy. I have a guy in my corner. And okay. One of the best things that he ever did yeah. was I read a book called The World's Strangest Secret okay. by Earl Nightingale. Okay. And people have pondered this since the beginning of time. What is the world's strangest secret? Philosophers and everybody else. We become what we think about. And that is something that when I started playing, I read this book and I still use it with me to this day. So if I have success, I'm thinking, you know, something positive. But when I have failure, why did I fail? Okay, I was thinking about something at home. I was thinking about something else. And I, I thought that negative into existence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I reaped what I sowed. And what I've really focused on now that I read that book 15, 20 years ago, when something negative creeps in my mind, I try to replace it with a positive thought. Because if I'm thinking negative all the time, negative tends to happen. You yes. know what I'm saying? Sure. So that was something that I learned early. So that's why when you ask me that question, I was like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna crush it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just that's just how my brain works. I try to take out that negative and, and then just one thousand percent focus on the positive. Sure. You know, it's I'll we'll we'll talk offline, but I I, I can give you the book. It's like a quick sure. 20 minute 20 minute read and Rome knows this like I'm a guy of quotes he yes he's, I, I read I read he's a got lot hundreds of quotes, quotes. I take <laughs> I take quotes I oh, have, he'll give you like five right now Can't I wait. have them <laughs> after, we'll wait after the show yeah <laughs> but I have I have them in my phone when Same. I read them and I'm like okay yeah like I but that's how my brain I I'm attracted I gravitate toward that and that kind of helps me stay out of that negative that down the the darkness and all that so it's yeah it's great i love it and ali i'll be 100 percent honest i think i would not be as successful in an individual sport because i've always been a really good teammate that's like what i pride myself on is that i've been a great teammate i haven't always been the star i've been around a lot of really great players and i've always been able to add value to any situation i've been in i know how to get along with anybody. Yeah. I know how to pick guys up when they're down. I know how to leave when other people are down. Shoot, sure. I'll step out there and do it, you know? Sure. And so I get this thing going. So I understand. I'll be able to read the room. And and so I am genuinely not a great, like, individual sport guy. But I have gotten into tennis lately, and I've really gotten into golf. And I got the golf bug bad. Yes. that knows this. I try and golf. As much as I can and whenever I can, I've gotten a lot better in a short amount of time because I'm actually focusing on it. And so I'm seeing these results. And look, man, it's tough. All of a sudden you get a bad lie. And I I should probably hit an iron out of this, but I'm going to hit this three wood anyways. And I don't do well. And then trying to shake yourself out of that. I, and and un, all just like with all these individual sports, like we've seen on Point Break or uh, Full Swings, yeah. these guys and these women – Man, when one thing happens, it's really hard to shake yourself out of it when you don't have anybody else right. to lean on to get you out of it. It's you you got to go out there and make the play yeah. every single time. And so uh, it is tougher. It is a totally different thing. And uh, you being a psychologist uh, down the line, yeah. I think it's, these things are very, very interesting. And you're going to have a unique perspective. Yes, you will. Uh, from all of these, from all your sports you know, what sports has taught you and what it's given you. Right. And I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll just say real quick, again, so not clinical advice or anything like that, but I would say from a framework of experience, right, mm-hmm. uh, to your point uh, on sort of being in that team uh, environment, like what former players struggle with, right? So, like, what does that look like when we don't have that, when we're yeah. not leaning on each other? Yes. How much harder are is life, right, mm-hmm. when we don't have that, uh, locker room uh, that we're used to. Yeah. So I think to your point, that's one of the many challenges that you guys know, obviously, uh, that I'm sort of navigating too personally. It's like, all right, I'm not in the locker room. What is, what, who, who's my support? I mean, I have a support system, but like navigating all those things, it's, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's hard. And that's a perfect segue to my next question oh. is, you know, with young guys now, more and more retiring, they're looking up, they're retiring early, they make more money at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. And uh, the NFL is being so successful, being so great and blessed so many of us. But when younger guys are starting to want to retire, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? You were a young guy that decided to retire uh, in your 20s, and now you see that more and more often. What would be the advice uh, that you would give to them, uh, the good, 
maybe some of the bad and, and maybe some of the pitfalls that may be out there, uh, especially like not being in the locker room anymore. Sure. Okay. So uh, there's a lot to unpack and um, I'm thinking about a lot of different things, but I would yeah. say. Well, you're still kind of going through it too, though. You're still trying to figure it out though, right? So I think that that speaks to where, like, where I'm at right yeah. now. So yeah. Trying, that's, and that's what I was saying. Like, great question, but you're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like you're navigating I'm, through it. I'm in it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in it. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would I would say is, and I I almost would say I anticipated feeling, I, I'm not like diagnosing, but like depressed, the like anxious. For sure, yeah. Like I everyone I, goes. I anticipated that, that after mm -hmm. retirement, after talking to guys that are retired. Yeah. Um, and I would say that like the lack of structure and lack of clarity, like those are things. I, structure and clarity. That's where I live. That's is my it? safe space, right? <laughs> so like without those, I struggled. Uh, you know, pretty significantly. It's it's uh, without the it's it's tough. Like I'm still in it. I'm still navigating. You're talking about like my professional interests. Like I'm still I'm still narrowing in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, even up until this point recently, before I was in, I decided to go to to get my doctorate. Like there was a, a there was a, a, a entire year of navigating. I was in a master's of mental health counseling program. Now I'm doing this and doing that, and it's like this period of like uncertainty mm -hmm. that just doesn't sit well day in day out. So. It's, I would just say for anyone transitioning, um, uh, there's going to be that period. Yeah. Like there's going to, it's just, there, the, the uncertainty is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. And I think that there's, there's a piece of me, a part of me, that I kind of, I don't know, wanted to like pride myself in being like, oh, I'm going to be the poster boy of like a successful transition of right. like, mm -hmm. I want to be like one of the guys that knows how to do it the right way. Yeah, because you've been preparing since you were here. Exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> like in my head, like those, yeah. those but the, then, then that feels like burdensome to me mm -hmm. of like, I need to do everything right. And like, if I don't have clarity and I don't have structure, uh, then it almost just added into that anxiety and uncertainty that I was feeling. Um, throughout the transition process. Does that, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So I felt this. Yeah. I was the same way. Like it, I was like, all right, I know what I want to do. I want to do this and that. And then I'm doing everything and I still struggled. I was just like, man, I miss football. Like what's I don't have my locker room. I got my boys. Right. And I still had friends. Like we talked and we did all this stuff, but there's just a piece of you missing because you've had this unique experience, mm -hmm. high school, college, NFL, and then like that, yeah. it's over. And you're just like, now, what am I gonna do now? Even though you might have it planned out and you have your support system, you're still, there's still gonna be some form of struggle. Like if you've done something for 20 years, right. 30 years, whatever, you're gonna, you know, I had a buddy say, you lose, you lose your, a little bit of your identity. You go through a small or some form of depression. I forget, I forget what the other one, but like, no matter how good you have it, you will, you will struggle, but it's just how long does that struggle last? Does right. it last a month, two months, three months? And then once you're in it, then you come out of it and then you, you're able. It's, it's kind of like grieving, you know, when you go to a funeral, you know, mm -hmm. the, the five stages or four stages of grieving. Like you have to grieve your your career. Like, yeah, I mourned it. And then now you just once you get over it, that's when it, in my opinion, it starts to kind of oh, yeah. blossom and grow and you start your your, your new life. Yeah. I didn't expect it, but there were times where I like I would legitimately just I mean, I did what I would cry or whatever and yeah. like it was because of the feeling of grief. Like it was a very similar uh, process for me. So like yeah, that was a part of my journey. And the way that I would describe it is just sort of unsettled. So mm -hmm. guys transitioning, just like anticipate that there's gonna be some unsettled aspect. Like that's just part of finding your next thing or the next chapter is uh, in any period of transition. It's just a little bit unsettling and especially for me, because yeah. I love clarity. Mm. And that's what I had with the NFL. Yeah. So I didn't have that and that was especially hard. And now I feel like I'm starting to get there. So that feels good again. I, I think for and, and this was my um, struggle was that I, I just, I wasn't confident in myself mm. in doing other things as well. Like I'd just been so good at football and I mean, I just, that's what I did. And you, you gain all this confidence because you confirm validity with all the successes that you have. You just continue to knock down doors. You know, you get the scholarship, the first scholarship, you know what I mean, to go to college. So that builds confidence. Mm -hmm. Then you get to college and you're on the bench and all of a sudden you're playing. You're like, dude, that builds confidence. And yeah. then you see yourself in a newspaper and then and now you get drafted. And so you just continue to stack all these things that happen for you. You're like, man, you just get more confident in who you are. That switch is turned off. Mm -hmm. And now you're trying to transition because, you know, that's what we all say we're going to do. We're going to be great at it. Right. And it, you don't know. 
and you just you just like it's probably going the biggest roadblock you've ever had in your <laughs> life because you we've we've all been fairly successful right, right. yeah You're the top what point oh one percent to make it to the league yeah right and then when you retire when we retire it's like that it's the first i don't know i would what? say roadblock that that's happened in our lives like whoa wait like what happened and for me and when i tried to do some things it was like Man, am I even good? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I know in ball because, like, you you see it, you understand it, and you get you get promoted because of it. In other lanes, it's just not as a uh, clear. So here's the question I'd pose, and I, I think it's like it's sort of rhetorical. But like, what does successful transition even look like? Like, I, I, if I'm crying and I'm upset, like that that can still be part of a For successful sure. yeah. transition. Thousand percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like I think I don't even like I, it's like I want to be I want to have a successful transition, but I don't even know what that looks. Like. I yeah. at, at times I didn't even know what that even meant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I think uh, navigating what that looks like and defining what that looks like for young players, I think, uh, or trans or retiring is an important thing to do. I think that it's what is you huge. Make. Yeah, that's so, great. So I, I like, think like, that it's is what, what you. It's, I think it's what you make it. That's what makes it successful. You yes. Know? Yeah, I might have to take a day and cry a little bit and grieve and. You know what? I think we that's need to okay. say that more, though. Yeah. That, so, and then uh, another. So, I, 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 that's at least something that I've uh, I've found for myself. And then to your point as well as uh, earlier um, in your question, as far as other things for young uh, guys transitioning, and I'm still a young guy transitioning, but uh, the strengths that we have as players, mm-hmm. right? So I know that people talk about that. And your strengths, you're saying in a locker room, like yeah. community, like build whatever your strengths were as a player. Though that's your identity. That's the important mm-hmm. thing to carry on. Mm-hmm. If you're the team player, if you're the guy in the locker room, if you know how to read people, like how can I take these aspects of myself, these skills that I've developed, developed playing football, and how do I bring that to my next career? And I think that I'm assuming that you've done that in some capacity. You're doing it's not a single man. It's not one dude doing the podcast, right? Like you, you work in a team. Like that's what you do. I think that's so important, and that's what I found. That I think that the things that I liked while playing, I'm going to try and continue in my next career. Does that make sense? It makes total, total sense. Total makes total yeah. sense. So, so now the fun questions. All right, bring it. We all have had our bell rung. We've all had like, wait, I'm in the league now. Oh snap. Right. I remember mine, like, I'm in the NFL. You know, first time I went to the locker room, saw my uniform, and you just eyes wide open. What was that? What was your welcome to the NFL moment when you got there? Your Mm -hmm. first, like, your first just, whether it was a hit, whether it was looking at your pay, like, just like, damn, welcome to the NFL. Like, Uh, holy snap. So, I mean, I I can say earlier, like, that moment one on one with uh, at the Senior Bowl. Like, for me, that was the first experience that I had. It's like, oh, I'm. Like you have to think mentality like a D three like I'm playing for the love of the game right there's no scholarship like this is just this is just and I'm out here yeah. I'm like this guy's from Florida Alabama whatever I'm like oh wait like I'm 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 out here like <laughs> so that was my first moment and then um, after I was drafted uh, I'd say uh, probably my first preseason game yeah I was. <laughs> similar I was I can still picture it like my f- hands were just dr- like dripping sweat like I was just like <laughs> I was like wait this and it was a first preseason I wasn't even starting it was like mm-hmm. nothing a nothing game and looking back on it but like freaking out and then just I don't know getting the flow and like, mm-hmm. when you're starting to play football and then everything starts to kind of come together like uh, I'd say that was another moment for me but yeah nice all right I mean at my first preseason game I think I played like four plays <laughs> I didn't even play it was, it was. I mean, I didn't even care. I was just happy to be out there. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Um, all right, my question is, what is your best Tom Brady story? Mm. Or I actually like Gronk too because he's pretty entertaining. Not gonna right. lie. Give me one of those two. Uh, for those two to come to to Tampa Bay, it probably really changed everything. I know the ticket sales went way up. Oh, sorry. Having like I can define my career <laughs> of what like football looked like, like pre, and po- pre, pre, pre and post. Pre and post. I'll, t- I'll tell you, like the, this, like like you, you, like prior to Tom, like the Bucks were weren't that that good. Yeah. Uh, and like I don't know, even like going out right in uh, public, going to restaurants, bar, like nobody cared. <laughs> it was just fine. Like I, I prefer it that way. Yeah. And then you're D three. You're used to. I'm used to. It wasn't cool. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, Tom comes around, and we start getting, you know, five, uh, you know, primetime games. <laughs> and people start to know what, what's going on. Yeah. And I think either the community in Tampa became a little bit more of a football town, which is awesome to be, be a yeah. part of. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool uh, 
cool experience having them, them something there. something about when you start winning we're like when we were in charlotte we would come home at like midnight yeah. from you know coming from the west coast and then we get home at like midnight 1 a.m and it was fans outside and it was regular season yeah. we weren't even in the super bowl yet yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. but it was just it's something about when you start winning it's gravity. It it pulls you in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's. I don't know. I, I think it's just. That's why I love the game of football, man. It just it bring it really does, uh, bring a lot of people together. Is it bad? I'm gonna have to go back and Google like what you looked like. Seventy five pounds. You had longer hair, <laughs> right? I think because I'm, I'm, hair, I'm right? looking at you and I'm just like I can't even imagine you playing O line right now. You just don't even have the look. And a lot of people that lose weight like they You're, look like they just had a big old head. <laughs> Well, it's is, all in your face. Well, it's, that was, it was all my rest of my body too. But, I mean, there, I'll get you another picture, but that's just all in the background. <laughs> yeah, you can see his cheeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 so I, I uh, so I had a little uh, a, a pretty uh, unimpressive beard, but so I would what I'd do is I would cut my hair like once every two years, let it grow out, mm -hmm. cut it again, buzz it right before the season, and then also I would let my facial hair grow out throughout the course of the season. So sh clean shaven in training camp and let the beard grow out. Uh, beard was pretty unimpressive, but my next profession, psychologist, I like to think is another profession where I can have a beard. So like two professions, football player and psychologist, got the green light to grow a beard. So yeah. I'm, I'm fired up about that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. He, and my he's, podcast host. But he, he's got, look, look at this. Like, I'm, I'm not used to seeing the, you know, all this. And he's, you finally just letting it go. I, I have. I haven't got a haircut in a while. I like my barber, it. My barber had his mom passed away and just like. Yeah, just every, everybody's off. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Part of it. Thank you. I feel like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let it rip. That. So here's a Jewish question yeah. for you. Did my ancestry.com like two percent Jewish? Wow. Or whatever. So um, part of the tribe. How about that? Part of the tribe. Part of the tribe. Part of the tribe. So uh, I never had a bat mitzvah. Uh, was never offered that as a kid because I didn't know I had the two three percent Jewish in me, and I know you passed on yours as a kid, right? So, uh, so I, yeah, I did not do a bar mitzvah, but you, you, you keep going. I think I like where this is going. Are you going to have one? Is it, is it too late to have one? No, it's not too late. Uh, sorry, for either one of us. That's the, that's the exciting part. Dude, you want to have a bar mitzvah? Let's I, do it. Let's do it. You would have, it, it would be an elite celebration. Oh my God. Like, I, am, I am so game. I'm, you know, I don't know if you're waiting for an invitation or for who. We'll get you connected to the rabbi. It doesn't matter. Let's, we'll, let's do we'll, it. We'll, let's we'll do, do it. I need to do one too. So, so maybe we could do a joint bar mitzvah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with it. So I was at a, uh, so Chicago, a lot of Jewish people, right? No, yes. a lot of Jewish people in the community. So I'm in Houston. And I'm the best man, and I get ready to give a I get ready to give a toast, and I grab my 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 glass of wine and I go lachaim everybody, and it did not go over well. It was just cowboys and black people. And they were like, "Is he choking on something? What the hell is?" No, and I was, know your audience, you know. Yeah. They're not, they're not <laughs> Texas, but I do it. I do it in Chicago all the time, and it's amazing. And it's it's like because I know yep. there's a lot of Jewish people in the audience, so know your audience. I do that, and they were like. I was like, okay, that didn't go over well. And I was like, yeah, just give the toast, dummy. And I was like, yeah. all right, uh, yeah, best man, love you, uh, bless you, blessings. Yeah. All right, drink up. Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, you're halfway to your bar mitzvah now. So I'm, I'm halfway. Yeah. This, is, this is my last question, right. is that um, it goes back to traveling. Because okay. we, we talked yeah. about the traveling, and we both kind of opened up about it a little bit. I want your top five travel destinations, bucket list, whether you've done it before or that you want to. Okay. Hit next. Okay, so of the ones that I hit, uh, so Italy to me is uh, that's an, uh, a must. So Florence is unbelievable. The Malfi Coast is unbelievable. But I'll kind of put that as one. Two, um, uh, Greece is unbelievable. Um, uh, islands off Greece are great. So those are two places that I've done. Uh, places that I want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, hit three. Portugal, I want to go. Spain, mm -hmm. I'm going to be going. Uh, and Japan would be the, my, those would probably be my next three trips. So yeah, I'm. Um, I can't wait. I've been to all of those places that Dude, you, look at you. you named. That's every, every single place I've been to. Uh, you're a world traveler. A world he is. Traveler. He is. He is. That's fantastic. He's encouraged me to do more. I'm trying to encourage him. True story, we went to Croatia. We're in Dubrovnik. Yes. We went to Dubrovnik, Croatia. Mm -hmm. Went, jumped in the Mediterranean. <laughs> I love that. And tried to play, like, two big black guys trying yeah. to play water polo. How'd that go? Terrible, because... Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Harper over here jumped in the lake or the the met, the, the sea. <laughs> he he jumped lake. in and he goes, 
jumps down and comes up and goes, ain't no bottom. I can't <laughs> <laughs> a little he bit said, different. <laughs> the med's the med, the a little bit different. Yeah, first of all, because it was like Wait. little kids out there. You got to understand. All right, let's draw the picture for everybody. Yeah. All right, so it's little kids out there. We're in our Speedos because oh that's what everybody has. And, and so I'm we're not, all in. Okay. And, and so he borrowed somebody. Okay. I did, I did. And then so, so we get out there. I'm like, it, it's. If little kids are out here doing it, like I can do wow. it too. It wasn't that bad. So I go in and I'm just, you know, staying up top at first. Then I'm just going to kind of relax, go down, and then come back and get my breath. And I went down and I kept going. I'm like, bro, I came back up. I'm like, no, I ain't no bottom. <laughs> this is not it. And so from there on, I was very uncomfortable out yeah. there. The rest of the time, the water ain't polo, no bottom. The yeah. water polo experience was not good for me. Yeah. It was yeah. not great. We I'm had a good time. Yeah. But overall, Oh my God. I mean, I just didn't realize that you just, you know, you're just out there. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't mad, great. Give it a four out of ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah four <laughs> out of ten. Max. Kurt True was great, but that was yeah. probably his worst experience. It was, yeah, it was terrible. I just remember him coming up saying, ain't no bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like laughing so hard. I was a little nervous. That's awesome. I was a little nervous. Oh, my uh, God. All right. Yeah. Final question to you. Yeah. Mount Rushmore. Okay. Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? The people that have helped you. Okay. Uh, just kind of guided you along the way. They were there for you, retirement, when you played, coaches, teachers, just a group of people that have really been Team Alley yeah. your entire life thus uh, far. Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, for me I was super fortunate that, like, I, you know, I could name the people individually, but, like, my family. So I'd start with my mom and dad, like, for them – you want to make that one or make it two? Because yeah, so I'd actually put them one, one and two. I gotta put them for two different reasons. My dad, from like a work work ethic standpoint, yeah. like a standard of like um, sort of excellence, like that coming from him, and then my mom, just from like um, I don't know, from an emotional standpoint, like from a compassion to myself and others, and mm -hmm. this being the service of others. Those those two things that are ingrained in me. So those two, um, I'd say. Uh, while I was playing, my my fiance right now, uh, soon to be wife, uh, she uh, was a huge support to me throughout playing. It's a hard, it's a, uh, a hard thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure to have someone to help sort of carry that load was absolutely massive for me. And then I would probably put uh, for number four uh, for my football career. Uh, the, he's now the head coach at at Hobart. He was my offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. Uh, but Kevin DeWall, like he was a fantastic, uh, uh, again, standard of excellence of like how to hold yourself to high standard and how to get uh, improve on things. And, you know, that was that he was absolutely massive for me. So and still is. So we stay in touch, obviously. So those are my, my four. So are you like the standard at your college? Like, hey, if he can do it, you can do it. And before, before, and before you was that was that that make it the NFL. It's more like if you do everything right and you can check these boxes, yeah. then they'll find a they'll find a way. Like that's the truth. So why do you think you didn't get a, like a D one offer or yeah. a D two offer? Yeah. Why do you think that is? So I grew up in Westchester, New York, so suburbs in New York City. It's not really like football country. It's yeah. not like so that, and then also I was super undersized. I was like two hundred twenty whatever pound offensive lineman like it's not playing d1 yeah. and then i also didn't have the best frame of reference i wasn't going to like camps and things like that i didn't have I someone you. telling me to uh, yeah. do x y and z so just navigating those things so that's why um, but uh, I, I do have one other thing that I kind of uh, – can I tie it together? Yeah, yeah. So talking about travel and quotes, right, because that's, yeah. that's you too. I want to pull it up. But so I was in uh, London. I was doing some traveling uh, recently uh, in April or whatever, and we went to the Winston Churchill uh, Museum, mm -hmm. and we get to see, you know, uh, the war rooms where, like, where he conducted the war, right? So like, it's a bunk underground bunker. It's unbelievable. It's also a Churchill Museum, and he had a quote in there that I loved, and I think that you'll want to make note of if I can find it. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Come yeah. On. Come so on. <laughs> it. So ready? I refuse to be exhibited like a prize bull whose chief attraction is his past prowess. So I'll say it again. I refuse to be exhibited like a prize bull whose chief attraction is his past prowess. So as that relates to former players, mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of times we identify and, and, and hang our hats on that. But I think as we look forward to the things that we can bring to our communities, I think 
uh, that's what's going to excite us and invigorate us. And I think that that quote's awesome. You should, you'll make a note of that one. I will sure. make a note of exactly. that. I will get it after yeah. we wrap up on yeah. the show. It's not about just <clears throat> our football prowess. There you go. I, like I feel it. like that's apt for the our setting here. That's so, perfect. Yeah. And with that, we're done. <laughs> that, that's a that's a mic drop. That's like the, the perfect outro. That's yeah. But don't drop yeah. these. These don't yeah, drop yeah, these. Yeah, really I won't drop. You can't. <laughs> do I did that. it uh, metaphorically. Yeah, our yeah. our, our heart radio drop. gonna bill us on yeah. that. We can't do that. Hey, Allie. I man, this was good. All right. Well, this, is, I, this was great. Uh, this is great for me, too. Well, so I, appreciate I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, continue to tune in wherever you get your podcast at. Oh, I can look into the camera. I forget we had a, got a camera out here today. <laughs> all right. Wherever you get your podcast at was iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Remember to give us a click, hit review, subscribe, five-star rating, please. We appreciate that. And like always, man, keep listening. Keep looking at us. We're doing our thing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We're out. Peanut. Hey, thank you. This was dope. Yeah, I appreciate Seriously, it. Seriously, I'm yeah. glad we get to do them in person. And uh, we'll exchange numbers offline, but like your transition and everything, feel free to use me as a reference or a resource, not reference, a resource. Rome, he know everything. He's probably what? <laughs> he been playing. What you, you retired? Oh, in, here we go. He here retired go. in 2016. Here we go. Here we go. Here we but go. He, yeah. he started playing in the 80s. Right, I, right. That's why first time I met him, I thought he was like 45. But he was like, no, nah, man, I'm 27. I was like, Ain't no way. But yeah, he just, yeah. But so, wealth and knowledge, you said. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my perfect. God, so perfect. much. You all see right, all yeah, them yeah. grades? We're, we're going to end the show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we got to end the show. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. We out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.